you tell it? Um, okay. It all comes down to this, huh? Okay. This is what you fucking telling me? Okay. And this is it? Uh, okay. Hey, we're finally back. It's been how long? Two and a half weeks, something like that. Sorry for the wait. Yeah, I know y'all had your withdrawals. I know you woke up with those shaky fingers. Don't worry, we're back. I know all about the withdrawals. Don't worry, worry about it. <laughs> Max knows a little bit about it. We're back, and uh, we got a little special giveaway for you guys. Since we encourage safe driving. And since we always encourage all you drunk-ass motherfuckers on the weekends to... Because if you're listening to us, you're drinking. Yes. To buckle up and chill. So we are going to give away an $30, Sean, Uber gift card. $30. So when your drunk-asses want to go out to Detroit for a night, you dumb idiots won't get a DUI. We care about our listeners. Shout out to the fans. Yeah, so all you'll have to do when we post this pod... And you hear it, you'll just have to like the link and make sure you're following us at Buckle Up and Chill, Buck and Chill on Instagram and Twitter. Yep. And then uh, Buckle Up and Chill on SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts. Yep. And Google I would play for the Android listeners. Forgot about them. Yeah, I'm always forget about them, motherfuckers. Uh, if I were you, we don't have that big of a following yet, so I would get in because whoever gets in is going to have a damn good chance of winning. It's not going to be like. Huge odds. So, $30 Uber gift card. Say what you want. At our age, that is extremely useful. That's $30 extra dollars that you were going to spend anyways on an Uber. That's so. a couple rides home. Ride home oh, definitely. Bar. If you're going local, dude, you'll get a few Ubers out of that. I mean, there's sometimes you get an Uber for 6 bucks, man. So, yes, always remember to buckle up and chill. And uh, we coming back. Fucking pump. Let's do it, baby. Come hey, on. a reminder, share it on any kind of any of our wherever we're played soundcloud twitter instagram mm-hmm. uh what else we got, apple podcast you subscribe to us on that and yep. rate it rate. you'll get another entry you can get up to like yeah. five entries if you do it on every every single, single little uh niche like social media or the soundcloud if you are on like literally all four of those we will enter you four times like i'm not kidding it's 30 dollar uber gift card you're on your phone all day just, just do it. I mean, just do it. Don't be a lazy fuck. You're on Instagram fucking two hours a day. Think you can uh, spare about six or seven minutes doing that for us and uh, yourself some free rides. On to uh, what we have in store today. We got a couple special guests coming on. We got a lot in store. Like we've said, we haven't been on in a while, so this one could run long. And two guests. We're fine with that. We've missed this shit. I'm we, glad to be back. We got four people on the pod tonight. And we possibly got, five if Tommy from Behind yeah, the Glass you know, shows Tommy up. Yeah, Tommy Behind the Glass, you know, producing the motherfucking show. Uh, we got a lot of topics. I mean, I've got a lot to unpack here. I mean, a lot. There's going to be a lot said tonight. There's going to be probably some funny moments. Four people. It's a little different dynamic. So, uh... Got the fresh logo. Make sure you check that out on Instagram at Buck and Chill. That's Shout out fresh. Chilly Winters for the artwork and the work itself. That's my motherfucking dog. And it's photography company yeah. at Cold Shooter Photography. Yeah. That Both shit is cold. Hooking so us she- up. Got us on a photo oh, shoot. Yeah. Another one. A second one. Yeah. We got that out. We got the hookup, people. You don't get to start out like this and just have that kind of resource. We're lucky. So hit him up. He'll hook you up on a good deal. 
the show. Let's, All right, let's get into this. Yeah, let's fucking do it, baby. Come on. Hello, boys and girls. Welcome to another episode. Buckle up and chill. Hope you enjoy that shit. Can't believe it's all like that. Yo, yo, yo. First segment in how long? Two weeks, two and a half weeks. Couple special guests here with yep. us already here. We got young Joberson. Gentlemen, thank you very much for having me on. I'm super excited. AKA Alec Jobs. That's him. Young Joberson, though, is his uh, name. And then we got uh, Stace Segan, the UFC guy, AKA Joey Sig. What's up, Joe? How are you, boys? Appreciate Doing you having me on. Absolutely. Wow, four ways. So we're kicking off some college, baby. Starting off with a banger. We're starting off with a banger. Michigan, Michigan State. Both top eight teams getting the job done. Michigan State riddled with injuries, but it's an exciting time considering where Detroit sports are. I mean, I'm just March happy. now. I'm just happy we didn't do this a few days ago and Michigan got a win against Nebraska was able to redeem themselves because yeah. I was ready to be trolled there. For Xavier's going to lock up caches. Xavier's locking up caches. No doubt. No doubt. 27, 8, 3 steals. What? Locking up? What? I, I couldn't hear you. Xavier did have a good offensive game, though. Hey, well, Joe's Michigan State alum. What, what do you think about it? Well, I want to stop this nonsense about this win over Nebraska with some sort of redemption win. Sure, they won big, but Nebraska is not a good <laughs> basketball team. Bitch. Fucking bitch. It made it a little bit easier coming into it. Yeah, I mean, no doubt, especially Michelle without Charles Matthews. It's definitely good morale-wise for the team. You are not about to make... No, I'm just saying, it, it was nice to see us bounce back offensively and defensively without one of our best players. I'm not saying anything about the Michigan State game. I mean, we sucked multiple turnovers. Shitty they didn't game. Suck. It was close for most of the time. It no, they game. well both teams suck. Props to defenses, but yeah, eh. Michigan sucked worse offensively. And Cassius Winston took over the whole game. And I think a big difference maker in that game too was the role players you have for each team. I mean, Michigan State's role players stepped up. You had Kenny Goins hitting threes. Kenny's been good this year. You had even Thomas. Kenny's been good. Even Thomas Kithier coming in the game and making a little bit of a difference. You know, it's he's, a freshman he, backup. He's been solid. He has been a weirdo like eight, nine minutes a game. He's been solid. It's exciting. I mean, the injuries are just riddled. You got the new news with Matt McQuaid sprain his ankle on fucking practice of all places, dude. Oh, yeah, expected to be limited in the next game right. against Indiana. No, didn't they say he was out? Oh, I'm not sure. Last I saw was limited. Okay, well, still. The injury bug has bit Michigan State on the on the gridiron and on the court, man. We got to stay seeking though. I know you're a little Michigan fan, low key. You're not like a flamboyant. Not biased. You're not, not biased. Huh? Not biased. Yeah. You're not like that. you're not like a flamboyant out there talking shit though, Michigan. Okay? You're kinda of like more low key reserved, so you might have some different opinions though. The beginning was exciting. I feel like both teams were in threes. It was going. It's high scoring for a little bit, and then like, both teams kind of just flattened out. And yeah, you know, it's fun though. Sweet though in the state though. How yeah. the teams are sick. Yeah. For 
sure. With how it's going, oh and especially with sucks. yeah, the state the professional sports in or in the city, we got something to look forward to at yeah. least with the college basketball teams. March, yep. maybe. Thank the God. The real redemption game is coming coming uh, next weekend. Next Saturday, 8 p.m. Prime time. They got the prime time, boy. Game this, game day will have to be there, right? It's on yeah, ESPN. It will be. It will be, and that'll be the second time Michigan State gets it this year. It's whoo. Man, what a season! Hey, you can't and count Purdue out either. For no, the I'm Big not. Ten regular season it's, champion. So you got to win out, and you're gonna have a share. They've Purdue. got the easiest schedule right schedule. now. Yeah. Obviously, Michigan and Michigan State have to play each other. That's the hardest game and, for both of them. Out of all three teams, Michigan's got to go on the road to Maryland on Sunday. Which Maryland's a tough road environment. Yeah. You don't even get it twisted. Not at all. Something about those Sunday games too. I feel like you know Maryland on the road on a Wednesday night. Michigan handles business, but. Whether it's Michigan or Michigan State, something about those Sunday games just they're different. Why? I just feel that a lot of those times the the the, the home team steps it up and it's just it's just different. It's just got a different feel yeah, to it. it the is. weekend games, I mean look at Michigan State lost to Indiana on that Saturday night game when game day was there and it's just something about the weekend games. Yeah. Give me a different feel. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I I, I can get with that. Home, road games in any major conference are, no matter who you're playing, a la Michigan losing at Penn State, there's no gimmies in major conferences. There aren't at all. The broad spectrum of NCAA basketball right now, I mean, our, our teams are doing great. They're not the best, though. I don't see them either of them winning a national championship. Could either of them get hot and make a Final Four? Maybe. Yeah. Especially but, when Zion comes back. Yeah. That's a whole other topic. Let's get yeah, that it. is a whole other topic. Zion... I would, I mean, kid loves playing basketball, loves playing for Duke. There's really not as much to say, though, because he's going to come back, he's going to play, he loves to play. I mean, would you sit out, Tron? No, no way. I honestly put myself in those shoes. There's no way I'm sitting out, because I, I feel to say exactly what he said. Would any of us... Would you sit out, Tron? Would any of us sit out? For Zion, uh, would you just sit out the rest of the season, or would you play? Those are like your dogs on the team, too. Those are your boys. They lost two games without Murray, right? They lost? Yeah, they're 1-2 since Zion went out. Right, so I think there's are chances to win without him. Go down from Murray, so I think he wants to win. Yeah. So you think it's about the team? What about you, though? What about your... So you think this makes him look better now that he's sitting out and Duke's doing bad? Yes, definitely. I mean, it's a good point. I didn't even think about it that way. And that, yeah, that looks good on his resume. He fucking, he went out and now Duke's rattled. I mean, what's that dude's name? Like Jack White, or whatever. He's in the three. And how long? Uh, oh, the uh, red stripes lead singer, or white stripes lead singer. Yeah, <laughs> red stripes. Right. Let's Shout not. out to Jamaica. Everyone's going. Everyone's negative stuff. He's he's a captain. He's a veteran guy. He's shooting bad, but when he's playing good, no one's ever going to talk about it, right? Because Jack White. Because they have Zion. They have Cam Reddish. They have R.J. Barrett. If I'm Zion, I'm playing. Yeah, me too. And and the big part of it for me is you're you're playing on a national title caliber team. You know, you're not on some you're not the stud on some scrub team where you might just shut it down and train for the draft. Yeah, you go to LSU like Ben Simmons, like he has a real chance to win, especially if he comes back. Yeah. Right. So if you look at the whole college basketball, like from a broad base, how many teams do you guys think can actually win the national championship? Have the I'll go last because I only have I I got I got I got who I got in mind but go ahead go ahead Sean you got 
Who do you think can win it? Duke, Just, obviously. Okay, Duke will be in all Tennessee, four I don't think, will make it all the way. No way. Um, I agree. I, I mean, North Carolina... I mean the way they. I mean obviously Zion went out early in that game. We'll see how they do in the second time they match up. I think they obviously have a chance. I would probably say probably four teams. I mean Gonzaga, they always are up there in the tournament. Zaga, they play well. Duke, North and Carolina. maybe a oddball team up there. Who knows? I Ooh. think Michigan State or Michigan. So you'll put them in there being a homer, Joe. Fuck it, I am a homer. I think one of those two teams will make it far in the tournament. I'm gonna go with Duke, obviously. Gonzaga, the under the radar team. Um, they're coached really well. I think they're in, definitely in that conversation. I don't first round picks. I don't trust Tennessee. Great basketball team. I don't trust them to make that kind of run. Um, I think Kansas is a team a lot of people aren't talking about in that conversation. I think it's a team that can get hot. They've got a mixture of veterans and young guys, and. It's tough for me to say, but I think they are a good team. Kentucky's hot right now, too. Disagree on Kansas, for sure. Fair. Disagree on Kansas, for sure. What do you what think, about Kentucky? Joe? I don't know much about Kansas. I thought they had a lot of injuries, and then I stopped paying attention. Now you got one big injury, but... You got I know you watch a little bit. You hung around me in fucking college, living with me. Yeah. I know you fucking... That's the same I got my soccer bit, knowledge. So I'll bet a lot. The first two I agree with Virginia Gonzaga? Duke and Zaga, sorry. Virginia. He does. I, I forgot about them. DeAndre Hunter. Uh, yeah. Man, shit, I don't know. I probably have to go to Homer too, like Sean said. Man, Michigan. They're both top ten teams. Yeah, I got five teams. I can I can see doing it. We'll get Not it. only are they two top ten teams, they have two of the best coaches in college basketball. Yeah. Two finalists for the Absolutely. coach of the year, but I see five teams, and it does not include Michigan or Michigan State. I see Duke, I see Gonzaga, self-explanatory those two. Those are the two best teams in the country, in my opinion. I see North Carolina, because of what Joe's alluded to with Kansas, is they have the perfect mixture of, they got Luke May as a senior, they got Cameron Johnson as a senior, and then you got the stud freshman, this year Little is going to be a lot of great. You got Kobe White, who's an insane scoring freshman, Kobe White. Is the name, and but he's shown consistently yeah. consistency problems recently. Yeah, he, but he, he can get cold, but he's a great player. Don't dude, get me wrong. He's been fantastic. He's been he's been better. He's had a more productive season this year. Little, yes. Any freshman's gonna have some weird games. Even R.J. Barrett has. I mean, it just reddish has. Top players are going to. And then I got I got those three, and then I got the Virginia Cavaliers. Yes, they lost to UMBC last year. I'm sorry. I said this last year, and I was completely wrong. I'll say it again. Defense travels, and they have elite three-point shooters, and they are have a star-studded, star-studded player in DeAndre Hunter. They they're battle-tested. They're playing in the toughest conference in America in the ACC. Don't sleep on Virginia. I don't care what happened last year. It's a new year. And then my fifth one, I got the Kentucky Wildcats. You've got another. Finally, Kelbridge got some experience. You got a junior in PJ Washington as a first-round pick. You got a grad transfer in Reed Travis from Stanford, who has been an absolutely solid player for them. Then you got two more NBA freshmen in Keldon Johnson, who I've seen mock draft with the Pistons quite a bit. And then you've got Ashton Higgins, who they stole from Georgia. He was originally committed to Georgia, uh, left because they fired their coach. They are solid. And don't sleep on the Wildcats. And don't sleep on the SEC. That conference is tough this year. I'm not putting Tennessee in there. Though they have two fantastic players in Schofield and Grant Williams. I'm not putting them in there. 
but they're right there, and I don't see either of our local teams getting to a Final Four. Maybe an Elite Eight, but I, I don't see it. It's Michigan State, especially with the injuries, but I don't see it for Michigan either. Too inconsistent on offense. Well, lack of depth. Before we end the segment, I'll leave you with this, and you kind of transitioned into it. Well, who makes it further in the tournament in our state, Michigan or Michigan State? I don't know. Well, it's going it to give you a prediction. Gun to your head. It's going to matter big time what what region each of them draws. I mean, the bracketology that ESPN released today, Michigan State's in Duke's region. And, you, you know, you meet them in the Sweet 16 or something, you're done. Yeah, most likely. And... Gosh, forgive me, I can't remember which region they had Michigan projected in, which, of course, this all changed drastically yeah, by, by Selection Sunday, but, you know. Let like college time. basketball season begin. It's March, baby. March 1st. March Madness has begun. Big time tournaments coming up. All the conference tournaments are coming up. If you're a college basketball fan, if even you're a fair weather fan, it's about time to uh, perk up them ears, baby. Get them antennas going, because... Uh, it's time. Fucking March, baby, let's go! <laughs> and I hope we have you guys on again so we can get your predictions when the fucking when tournament happens. happens. Absolutely, Absolutely, I'd love to. Alright, cool. We'll just take a quick little break. Yep. Be back with some more. Hey, we're back here. Sean Chilcott, Matthew Buckley, your get your host on uh, Buckle Up and Chill. We're here. I'm with a host. Guest. You are. Gosh, we're a blessing. And we're here with our guest. We're a blessing. Young Doberson, Stay Segan. Hell yeah! And, uh, names. and we're here. We talk sports, and we're trying to expand our sports. And we, we got to. a great card tomorrow night for the UFC. We're here with a couple experts, our guests. So-called experts. UFC 235. Well, experts to us. I, I don't know. know. I don't know how much you know about UFC. Uh, no, I I was big back in the day. I still follow a little bit just because I hang out with these guys. But uh, from what Stacey Egan tells me, this is the best fight card in how long? Uh, probably UFC 100, I would say. Yeah, so I'm excited. I mean, I'm going to watch it. You know, I love me some John Bones Jones, hey, baby. Hey, and I just want you two to know... No, I know nothing. So explain everything like you're explaining it to a dumb person. To a, to a yes. Because I, I am dumb. I am. I know a little bit, but yeah, topic. not too much more. All I know is John Bones is coming out, and I love Conor McGregor. That's pretty. Those are my two favorite people. McGregor's good choices. Good choices. McGregor and Bones, but uh. Hey, will you be exposed a lot more to the UFC now that ESPN signed the deal with them? I mean, yeah, a lot more promotion going on there. Water, so a lot of free fights, a lot of good fights. Mm-hmm. So uh. We'll lead off with Stace Sagan to just get into it, talk, just tell us, just inform us, please. So, was it like 8 o'clock in shows? The free fights will start. Yep. Kicking the- it off with the veteran Diego Sanchez versus a newcomer. Uh, for those who don't know, this guy, Mickey Gall, took out uh, CM Punk to get his name out there. And then beat Sage Northcutt, I believe. Um, another up and comer. That'll kick it off. So, what do you think about that one? I think I'm gonna take Mickey Gall in that one. He's five and one, fighting the 28 and 11 Diego Sanchez. Mickey Gall, the up and comer, he's hungry. 
He's ready to make a, make a name for himself in the welterweight division. I think it should be a great fight, though. Experience versus a newcomer. It'll be a fun one. Right. I think uh, Mickey Gall's only like 24. I think he's already a brown belt in jiu-jitsu. He's got some good striking, so it should be fun. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, let's see Johnny Walker and Misha Kirkhoff. I think that will make Johnny Walker's first top 15 opponent. Johnny Walker's savage. got some great booze. He does, sir. That he does. And for those of you who don't know too much about... Who don't know too much about the UFC, Johnny Walker... Extremely exciting up and comer. Sean puts his hand up. <laughs> <laughs> the guy is a high flyer. He's a striker. He's, he's a fun fighter to watch. So, I mean, if you don't want to pay for the fights tomorrow, at least tune in the preliminaries. Uh, the third fight on that, so maybe around 9 15, 9 30, Johnny Walker will be fighting. What's it'll, that it'll, on? Be, it'll be is a fun that on one. ESPN? ESPN. Yeah, that's still the free part. And okay. then, um, it's actual pay per view, though, isn't it? The card itself, yes, yeah. It's the pay-per-view, but this is like the prelim, so. Um, Johnny Walker just fought like a, literally a month ago. Too. He's already back with like a 15 second knockout. Here he is again. So. Right. All right, Jeremy Stevens, Zabit, Majel, Med, Shapiro. How about that last name, huh? I had no idea how to say it until you just said it. How about that pronunciation? It was awesome. It was awesome. I'm going to have to practice it a couple times later. What was that? The, what was the name again? Repeat <laughs> that. Zabit, Majel, Med, Shapiro. Jesus Christ, they say Russian hockey players savage. have hard last names. Against Jeremy the Lil Heathen Stevens. Knockout artist, man. It's gonna be awesome. Zabit 16 and 1. Jeremy Stevens 28 and 15. So he is clearly the experienced one. For sure. Never seen a dude like Zabit though. But Zabit is crazy. he is one of the ultimate prospects in the UFC that he's climbing the ranks in the featherweight division. He's ready for a title fight, maybe by the end of the year if he keeps it up. Yeah, I think uh, probably one or two, eh, probably two more wins after this one. Well, uh, I'll probably get him the title shot. Let's see what's going on with Max, though. He's going up to 55 for the interim belt there, so we'll see how that plays out. All right, give me your guys' uh, – you guys are betting men. Well, I mean, I don't know if you guys are, but you guys are on this show. Who's your biggest upset? Biggest upset alert. Just on the preliminaries the right there? Or the whole – well, I, are we not even to the night yet? We're still on the prelims? Yeah, that was all the free fights for the night. Okay, well, fuck, before we get into the fights, let's just give us your biggest upset or what you think could be the biggest upset. I'm going to go with the main event. I think a lot of people are taking John Bones Jones over Anthony Smith. Don't say that. I think Anthony Smith updates John Bones. Do upsets, not say that. Upsets <laughs> John Bones Jones. On it. I think I'll take Bones. I think uh, it's kind of like the that Conor Nate Diaz thing. Jones beats a lot of people before he gets in the Ooh. ring. Just with mental warfare. Is this a live bet here? Bet me, Jones. couple tall boys here. Jones. I'll bet you a 12-pack. I'll take Bones. That's your, of your beer of your choice. All right, let's Jeez. do it. We're going to shake right here. Somebody here. I'll take bones. Woo! That's a 12-pack coming my way. Come on, Johnny! Break his bone. Didn't plan on it, but I was just coerced into a bet on the main event tomorrow night, so uh, here we go. You weren't coercing anything. You're giving <laughs> in the peer pressure now. You're fucking pussy. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Joey, fucking pick your biggest upset. Let's go six-pack on I, it. I, same thing with Joel's, man. I oh, think shit. Well, let's six-pack on it. Uh, let's do it. All right. Uh, oh, shit. Okay. I'm only going six-pack. So we both got bones. Yeah, fuck yeah. it. The Buckle Up and Chill Show has bones. And bones. Yeah. So aside, you guys have I guts. love bones. Don't get me wrong. I Same. Just, Anthony Smith just doesn't give a fuck, man. He's he's crazy. He's, he's a psycho. He just reminds me of Nate and Connor. He's just going to shock the world right now. He's a brawler. For the record, me and Joe's bet a 12-pack, and Sean and Joey's bet at a six-pack. Just so that doesn't get... Because when Bones wins, Joe's... I'm a low roller. I'm a low roller when it comes uh, to UFC. Bones is going to break some bones. So let's real quickly get on to the rest of the card. We'll work way up there. Um, First fight of the main card. It's going to be Cody Garbrandt making his first comeback fight after losing to TJ. Twice. Twice. Twice in a row. Twice. We have Co- 
Cody Garbrandt coming back. He's 11-2 and two against Pedro Munez. Just actually watched my first highlight videos of Pedro. Can't lie, never heard of him. Looks a little bit slower to me, at least on video, but he packs some punches, man. Okay. He's knocking guys down with leg kicks. Like, it'll be pretty dangerous, but Cody's so quick, man. Yeah, I think it'll be a big one for Cody. I think he's going to have his mentality right, whereas I think I think his cockiness and his hunger to beat TJ got the best of him, especially in the second fight. I think Cody's going to come out. He's going to have a, a strategy. He's going to stick to it. And I think he's gonna take care of business. I know, and it sucks, dude. He got TJ got saved by the bell. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep, he was staggered. He was stumbling. He was falling backwards, and he got Ten saved by the bell. Zing zing. Alright, Robbie Lawler coming back from an ACL injury. First fight back, and I think a little bit over a year. So. Quick question: uh, How are ACLs? Are ACLs easy to come back from in UFC? I mean, I would think not. Think you need to do everything like jujitsu, wrapping on people's bodies. Well, because and, like, like most like basketball, and football players come back very quickly now. Right. So unless you're seven foot three, like Chris Taps, but so that's why I'm kind of asking because in football and basketball now it's. Not the big of a deal. I mean, Julian Edelman tore his ACL last year and then won Super Bowl MVP this year. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, so, that's, that's very true. I, mean, I can't... Yeah, it's hard to compare saying, because, I mean, you got to remember, fighters, they're they're driving I mean, everything and, from their and legs. Knee bars and, and shit like but, that, too, and submission. Are football so. as well? Of course they are, but, I mean, it, it, it starts from the ground up for fighters. Whether whether you're taking somebody down, so whether you're throwing a strike, players. whether you're throwing a strike, so throwing a, a kick. Is my question. Recovery-wise... Recovery-wise, I wouldn't think there's too much of a difference. Because what you just said on the UFC fires in actual stage time. Two, you also got to remember too. It's not like so yeah, there's not he's, much It's not like it's just eight months and then he's gonna come back like just in time for spring training or something like that. It's, yeah. Then they have to get a fight deal put together and all that stuff as well too. So I mean that adds time too. And just an extent, you know what I mean? Like we'll be back right before next season. It's not like that. You know what I mean? And Robbie Lawler's opponent, Ben Askren, UFC day. Ben Affleck's an actor and a UFC fighter. Yes, yeah, he's, he's a man of many wonders. <laughs> and he was blind daredevil. Just that like, man has got some skills. It's like Jack White's lead singer of the White Stripes and a and a Duke Captain. Yeah, <laughs> Who did Ben Askren fight for before? Was it? One, one, and Bellator. He's a champion of both, and he has an 18 and 0 record coming into the UFC. He's so that'll be an interesting one. American Khabib. Mm-hmm. Just a, a mauler, man. So then we get into the co-main. Mauler. We get into the co-main event, the welterweight, Tyrone Woodley versus Kamaro Usman. I think a lot of you have maybe heard of Tyrone Woodley. Ooh. The guy's a monster. The guy, he, he's a certified beast. Usman, big guy. He's not bigger than Tyron, though. True. But that's like the attribute you give Usman. It's like, he's a big guy. Right, right. Good wrestler. Guess what? Tyron is, too. Mm -hmm. And a better striker. It looks like Jones going with Usman. He's going with Tyron. Another bet on the table. Hey. Oh! No. Do we have another proposition here? No, I'm going Woodley all day on that. I think Woodley handles business. I think so, too. And then that takes us right back to the main event again. John Jones and Anthony Smith. And that's it's going to be a great fight. It's going to be a Ooh, great John fight. Bones? Johnny Bones. Oh, Johnny. Hey, Johnny. Handle business always, against Alexander Gustafson. I already Gustafson. was with you, buddy. If you, if you hear me right now, I know, I'll, I'll DM you on Instagram and tell you to listen to the pod. I know you will. I'm verifying shit. But, uh, Johnny, if you could do just a little podcast here in, uh, in Michigan, you know, just in Detroit, Michigan. I'm just a little guy, you know, on the whole map and the whole country. Just do me a favor and uh, get the W. Give me a 12-pack. Give me my bragging rights. Uh, you're my second favorite fighter. And wow, uh, who's your first? Connor! Oh my goodness gracious, I would never sway from him. That's incredibly crazy. 
Johnny, do me a favor, please, buddy. I love you. Break some bones out there for me. For me. For just this little podcaster in Michigan. Thank you very much. All in all, it's going to be one of the best cards the UFC's ever put together. It's going to be an exciting one, and I'm sure Joey would agree with me. I recommend everybody, whether you're a UFC fan or not, tune in. It's going to be entertaining. Well, Pat, come Two questions before we end this segment. How much is that costing on pay-per-view? I don't know now because with the ESPN stuff going on, I have not yet ordered a What if you had a guess, though? Range. A high of 60. Yeah. A high of 60? That's reasonable. I'm sure it'll be 60. I don't. I heard, and I you know get how true. Like I said, I haven't done it yet. Yeah, but when you get, the, like, if you're the member of the ESPN Plus, which gets you all the fights, right? Yeah. I believe you get a discount with the pay per view, but I could be wrong. So I guess we'll find out Saturday mm-hmm. for the first time. Mm-hmm. Okay. And my next question, I don't know much, but Buckley just mentioned it. Probably a bigger name than anyone on the card, Conor McGregor. He comes back what late April? Who do you think his first match is against? That's when he is eligible to fight from okay, suspension. Well, so. Who do you think is the first other, match, whenever it is? The other day. So what's the difference? He's eligible he, to fight, then. Right, but it doesn't mean like he has a, a fight date set for Right. Real. So, well, Cowboy Cerrone, the other day, just put a picture up of a Budweiser, which is his sponsor, and a it's bottle of Proper 12. No, well, Budweiser. it's his, Budweiser Proper 12. Proper 12 is, is kind of put, uh, July 6th. And then he put the flag. And the flags, yes. So, so insinuating that they're going to fight on July In the summer, 6th. yes. So how so, is that other guy? Cowboy's a, he's a killer, man. Good he's wrestler, a killer. great striking. That guy is crazy, man. He goes like diving in caves, snowmobiling <laughs> like mountain alps, like skydiving, crazy shit. When he's in the off season, he's an awesome, dude. Has Cowboy ever streak too? Has yeah. Cowboy ever had a belt? No, he has he, the most wins in the UFC history, but it, no belt. And if he retires without a belt, he will go down as one of the greatest athletes to never win a championship. Not just fighters, sure. athletes, all sure. sports. Oh, shit, that's a debate. Yeah, that's a good debate there. For sure, I would agree. So yeah, that'll be an interesting one to uh, keep tabs on if, if Connor wants to Joey fight with Cerrone. Jobs or, or do you think there's a chance he could fight someone else? Or do you think that's like... I think that's next night. Connor agreed to it on Twitter. Yeah, signs are pointing to a Cerrone and yeah. McGregor face-off, which would be nuts. It's cool. Connor needs a win. That's awesome, too. So mm-hmm. I'm probably going to save my money for that one. I don't know. I'm going to watch. I can't wait to see Bones, man. But uh, what a fucking talk, man. Great dialogue. Great talk. I mean, I like trying to... I mean, some people who know a lot about other it's sports. Nice to people be probably on, get bored with what we It's nice saying. to be on the other side, though, because usually we're doing, like, the main content and people just chime in. It's nice to be the chime you know, like the peanut gallery. Like, I, I liked it. It was like, I could drop a couple of retarded comments, you know? Hey. I am excited though. No matter what, watching UFC is fun to watch people fight. For the winner, by unanimous decision, and still the undisputed UFC light heavyweight champion of the world, John Bones Jones! Welcome back, and we're about to talk another sport that we haven't, pretty much the whole podcast, we've mentioned how much the Tigers have sucked, but the MLB trade deadline, or not trade deadline, free agency's been going on, a lot of big signings going on, and it's going to be all we're going to have to talk about here after March, after NCAA March Madness is done. Yeah, so let's run down them. So you had Nolan Aaron. correct me if I uh, 
mess up any of these numbers. Nolan Arenado, eight years, two hundred fifty-five million dollars. Two hundred sixty. But sorry, I mean. Two hundred fifty. Two hundred. It's the highest annual salary mm -hmm. per year. Now you get to Machado, ten years, thirty. Machado to the Padres. They, don't forget, they just signed Hosmer to a huge deal last year. Was it last year? Right. Yes. Right. He played okay. one year. Okay, so le last offseason, and then you get to Bryce Harper, which is basically the point of conversation. You've got 13 years, $330 million, less annually than Machado or Arenado are making, plus you add the fact he has no opt-out at any point in 13 years. So the he is basically trapped in Philadelphia at... Someone else controls his future. What if Philadelphia bombs out in three years? I mean, don't don't you guys find that a little weird, Shawnee? What do you, what do you think about that, man? I mean, it's weird. It's weird. I don't like that contract. I mean, it's he's guaranteed twenty six million dollars a year until for thirteen years. That's cool. But what if he lights it up? I mean, is this saying that he's is he does he think he's underrated? Like a lot of people think is because. Who's gonna set the bar in a couple of years? Mike Trout, and he's gonna he's gonna set it higher than all these guys have made. And then you want that opt out. Manny Machado did it right. He's got to opt out after four years, and then he can maybe make as much money as Mike Trout. If but if he's doing bad, he can stay in the contract and make his money. Bryce Harper, he doesn't have that option now. He's, I mean. I'm not mad at $26 million a year, obviously, but I'm saying you put money on, you bet on yourself like uh, Max Scherzer did. Yeah, exactly. So what I'm thinking about, and then I'm going to let you get into it, Young Jorberson, is so how about we just, the Harper side, yes, get into that first, and then I oppose you another question. What about the Phillies signing him to 13 years? And he's got the no trade clause, right, Alec? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So 13 years, he'll be 39 years old. What about all the dead money when he's old, just a la Miguel Cabrera? Yep. What about that on the Phillies side? I mean, address both. Address Harper's side, then address the Phillies side. Before you address, I do want to say Joey, Joey's out of here. Joe's is sticking around for the rest of the podcast, and we have Tommy in from behind the glass. Yes, T-Town. Please, Joe, get to your Go ahead, buddy. I mean, of course you look at uh, Harper's side. He's getting paid. And I think it's crazy. I think it's crazy he was able to demand that kind of money. He's batting 279 lifetime. That doesn't sound like $300 million to me. Now, I know he came into the league with maybe the most potential of a player we've ever seen. It was him and Steven Strasburg came into the uh, Nationals organization at the same time. I, I understand it. I understand it. He came up. He's supposed to be the next big thing, Hall of Famer. He's guaranteed. been a good player, though. I feel like you're downplaying him here. I don't, I don't want to downplay him too much. Yeah, look, he's phenomenal. You don't get 13 years, $330 million without being a phenomenal player, though. But you're downplaying him. He had a let's, phenomenal year. Let's he's had many smart. phenomenal years. Well, let's remember. Hold on, hold on. What time you had some say? I think he's smart. Why? Because he held out so long and it really picked the team that he wanted to be with right now. Unlike Manny Machado, who took the money to go to the Padres, where I don't think he's going to do much. I think Bryce Harper realized that I don't think nothing's going to happen with the Nationals right now. He held out with the Phillies, and the Phillies have been junk for a little while. The yeah. Phillies have been collecting draft picks now for a few years. He, 13 years? 
13 years? 13 years. 39. He's 26 now. He is going to be there with these kids who are developing now for a while. I think the Phillies have a real shot to make a run. I think Bryce Harper, being such a young kid, has realized this, saying, look at these prospects the Phillies have been gathering since the Ryan Hart. Ryan Howard years, it, it, like it, kind of where the Tigers are at now, right? It, where Ryan Howard and the Phillies were all them years ago. Bryce Harper is realizing, wow, we're drafting. I think I might want to sign here. That may be why it's not. I, I'm going to take the no out clause. I think I have a real shot to have a title here. Hold on. I think there's a real shot for a title in Philadelphia with Bryce Harper and the young kids right now. And I'd like to build off of that. I mean, the Phillies, before signing Bryce, had arguably one of the better off-seasons that teams had in a long time. I mean, they picked up Andrew McCutcheon. Okay, hold on. Real quick, and I'll let you finish. That's my point, though. See, what Tommy is saying is all these draft picks and whatnot. But the main filter of the team is what? Gene Segura getting signed. Reese Hoskins was a nice product. They got JT, Real Monado, mm-hmm. uh, Bryce, and they, then who else? They extended Aaron Nola. They got pitcher. McCutcheon, too. Yep. So, all their draft picks. And on top of their prospects, they got players. Well, and which one of those prospects are really playing besides Reese Hoskins? But I think that speaks to Tommy's points: is they have the players, they have the acquire that kind of talent. Well, and they have the players for right now, and they also have the draft picks and the prospects for the next thirteen years to continue to build. guaranteed titles in his future, along with the three hundred. He sees a team now, and he sees sees a team in the future. Mm. And I mean, Philly, they'll, they'll. Swallow a couple bad years at the end of his contract. I mean, they did it with Ryan Howard, but they still got a couple World Series. Just like we are with Miguel Cabrera. Yeah. Oh well, well yeah. We, we didn't get, get a World, World Series. Yeah, that's exactly. How many did they get? Did they only get one? I don't. Know. What? Phillies. I think they only got one. Oh, sorry. So they got couple. one. But still, so, they got one, and that makes it all worth it. Yeah. So if you look at Phillies land, though, you got McCutcheon, you got Gene Segura, JT Romato. I think Hoskins. I keep saying his name right. Reese Hoskins, and then Bryce Harper. That's nasty, and then you obviously have a pitcher because they're in the NL. Let's not forget they have Jake Arrieta. I know. Oh, exactly. I mean, because, man, talk, talk about a one-two punch in your starting the rotation. Are okay right With now. who? Arrieta and who? Aaron Nola. Oh, right. He's their number one. Nola, I forgot. And they ex- exactly why I asked. And they extended him right. this offseason, like four so years they, or something. And did you hear that they have, they're still $50 million under the luxury tax? So they can go after Mike Trout after next year. What if they did? That would be all their money. But like you guys, Tommy and you guys allude to, with all the draft picks and prospects, you can afford to spend your whole bank because those guys are on manageable, cheap contracts. Imagine that. I know that's, you know, speculating, but it's possible. It's realistic. It's realistic. Imagine that in baseball. That's old state for our eyes right now. It It really is happening. I think this is... I think Bryce Harper made a genius decision. And they have a young manager who I wanted the Tigers to sign and Gabe Kapler. Oh! I think I think Gabe Kapler is going to be a great manager. I just wish Bryce Harper had an opt-out. It's the only problem I have with this contract. Me too. too money. Um, but... Let's it's the guarantee three thirty million in the bank though. Couple, no, no, no. Yeah, I just I wish you know just in case like I said Mike Trout says right. they are higher he can yep. maybe get it. Mm-hmm. But you know he's a market player he's gonna be worth that money. Before we get off the Phillies, yay or nay, we'll go around the horn. Do they win the NL East? 
Over the Braves, Marlins, Mets, and Nationals. Tommy, you start. Depends on what their prospects are doing this year. Are they bringing a whole lot up? Well, that I don't know. I don't know that either. I didn't look at the stats right now. But are the Phillies, do they got ready to win now, right? Uh, people along uh, the goal. Yeah, win. they're ready to win now. So they got, got that now, at least. They got, they got, is that an A for Tommy? That's a yay for me. I have nothing more to say. This season. This season, right now. I'll tell you what, the Braves. The Braves are going to be right there, man. Um, you know, you got Ozzy Albies, Ronald Acuna Jr. Yeah, love him. Y- you've got players over there. I think they sell Freddie Freeman, right? Yeah, they do. They sell Freddie Freeman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's that's your veteran presence right there. I mean, the Braves are up and coming. Yeah. And, and they've got more prospects in the pipeline. They've got a top 10 ranked pipeline, mm-hmm. according to like MLB.com, ESPN, everything. I mean, the, the Braves are right there still. However, I think the Phillies added the star power for right now. I'll take the Phillies this year. With Arietta Nola, like you added, so it's not just the lineup, dog. It's right. the fucking starting pitching, which right. is just as important. And I much. think the Phillies are more of a right now team, whereas the Braves are the next few years yes. type of team so they're that, developing. I completely agree. That's why I said Phillies, no doubt, mm-hmm. this year. Sorry. They had Gene, don't forget about fucking Gene Segura. He's really freaking good. All-star and home run derby. McCutcheon may be a former MVP, but uh, is he'll Mc- still be solid. Is McCutcheon still the McCutcheon that we know of? No. no, no. but he's still a solid player. Yes. With solid all those Defensively or offensively? Forgive me, and I don't have stats Offensive? I mean, I would assume, right, Alan? Yes. I mean, yes, he's he's a smart batter. He, he's not he's not going to strike out a lot. He, he's a smart batter. He's going to have yeah. smart plate appearances. Defensively, he's going to do what he can do. He's a little slower than he used to be. He's probably not a center fielder anymore. You might throw him in right field. Fuck no. He's but not still, no center fielder but still, that's a right fielder you like to have. And he's a veteran influence. Exactly. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And that's huge on a team that is sure. trying to make a championship run. Great point. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You always need that. And I, I think McCutcheon himself is hungry. The Pirates, when he was in his prime, never got there. They were, yeah, they were winning, but they never. They got never got there. over the hump. I know. He's ready for it now. And now they probably fucking signed Bryce Harper. He freaking had changed his bed sheets three different times. All right. So that's a yay for Buck. Yay for Jobs. I'm going Braves. So that's a nay for me. Tommy, back to you. You got a yay or nay? Do they win the division or not? I don't think it's a positive that they win a division. I think, but it's a positive that in the next few years, I think the Phillies are a, a tandem. All right, so that's so, a nay for you. Okay. So two nays, two yays. Let's uh, let's get on to it. Who do we got? We got so Nolan Arenado. He, he was the first Arenado. one to sign. Now I have a ton to say about him, guys. I'm, let's just gloss over. Eight years, 255 million. The best player nobody knows about in the major leagues. Most highest annual sale, biggest highest annual salary. Rockies had to do it. They're you can fact check me, but I'm pretty sure he's won a gold glove every year. No, he has. If I'm sure. if I'm being honest, I'm signing Nolan Arenado over Bryce and Manny. Oh, oh yeah. all day. I kind of almost, almost agree with we him. We all that's an agreement around the table. Day. I almost get with them. That was a four way. We just had a four way, and I still haven't came. I'm and it's drunk. in Colorado. He's gonna fucking mash the ball. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I and you're right, he has, and don't forget about the defense like you just alluded to, freaking He's just been a, a multi-silver slugger, all-time uh, gold glover. I, I really honestly am not a big fan of either of these signings, but Arenado, great. And I think he's got a great head on his shoulders, too. I think Bryce walks with a little cockiness. Manny Machado, we all know, can be a head case at times with some of the errant slides and stuff, you know. And the saying, I don't hustle out every we, Manny Machado. We already know how Machado is right now. It's signing with the Padres. Get, 
We already know who you are. Tim Hosmer, Will Myers. I like the Dodgers. Hate Machado. My God, what a horrible watching experience in that. MLB just had some nice little uh, news here in the offseason. But what we're concerned here about locally, realistically, is those Detroit Tigers are going to lose about 95 games this year. Maybe 90. Nah, they're not losing. They're losing more than 90. What's the over-under on them? Anyone know? We bet on this last year. You want to make an on-air bet again, Joes? What was our bet last year? He told me last year they win 73 games, and I said, no way. I won the bet. And we bet uh, a a 24-pack of beer. No, we just bet that we would buy for the night. That person buys the alcohol. Loser would supply for the night. You want to do it again? Or you're not as confident this year, are you? I'm gonna be on your side this year. I'm gonna go way lower than that. I'm not gonna be. So what? What's your? What do you think? Let's all put two tall boys on the line. We'll and never it. be able to bet this because nope. everyone's gonna want the lower total. We'll, no, exactly. We'll, we'll all pick a number, and whoever comes closest wins the tall boys. All right, quickly. Then we gotta dive into. What, it. Does anyone know the over under? I don't care. No. Fuck it. We'll all just go with I'm it. I'm not a betting man. All right. Well, then you're out. So there's six tall boys on the line. I'll go. We're gonna win 63 games. I don't want to. And you can go over. You I can go over. It's just closest. I don't want to see us lose 100. I don't think we lose 100. Let's go 60, 63. I'll go 64. Well, fuck you. Um. Okay. I would have said 63, but I don't know. I'm saying answer joke. So I'm going 64. I'm, I'm separating myself. I'm going. Uh, I'm going 70. Yeah, I think I'd go with 72 because I think the Tigers do get some call ups early. I think Ron Gard higher. I honestly do think he gets his team rolling a little bit to show some promise. Oh my so God. They get eight the more wins or seven more wins in your projection. So You're what about that's outrageous? Shut up. What about uh? What about the prospects? What about the Casey Mises? What Let's about see the Christian Stewart? Let's what about the Matt Mannings? What about the Alex Fayeto? Bring them up! Well, from from everything I've read, the, we have the we have the tenth ranked uh the tenth ranked pipeline in the league. Yeah, what, a jump. I, I, what a jump! What a jump! Agreed. Be way better. Agreed. Yeah. Matt, I would agree 100. It should be way better than that. We should, should be, be top five better. easily. But it I think there's be, promise. You gave up entire 10-year run and you are only 10th league and I'm sorry you should be top three I don't like it but it doesn't with what the, what are the rankings what, what do the, the rankings really mean what do the rankings really mean though what about prospects ratings that I'm talking about they don't know the Tigers are supposed to get to the top three with what they had with what they had that mm-hmm. they won four straight division titles a 10-year run that was that, awesome that, two that, world and they sold their farm or? system to get up to that point right now okay they sold their farm system then they sold no no they tried to build the farm system to sold back but okay so they tried to sell their starting team so what they should i think test is pretty good 10th is pretty good after you just gave up a 10-year you have a farm system okay i'm gonna back up tommy here shocker there Okay. What were you expecting? At the time, at the time that we had Verlander, everyone was just get rid of him, get rid of him. Right? Have you ever no one expecting your entire life. No, nope. think yes, about lots that. of times. Have you ever? <laughs> did you ever expect him to come back to be at the to pitch at the caliber that he's pitching? Who? Verlander. No one did. Everyone thinks he's taking uh, steroids at the at the caliber that he's pitching. No, I mean, they got what they could get, and they got it, they, so fuck it. I, I, Everyone wanted them to sell, they sold. They got what they got right now. Sorry I, that these prospects haven't been... From 31st worst, man, to 10th best in two years? 
If you, I fucking hope so. You sold your entire organization. Okay, but I, I fucking you. hope so. You move up twenty-one I'd fucking say spots. Twenty though. If you tell the Houston what Verlander was gonna be, then they're gonna give up more than what they gave up. I have a point to combat that. Of course, Justin Verlander wasn't gonna be the Justin Verlander of old with the Tigers, who were just reeling into a rebuild. Now you send him to a contender. And you don't think he's going to bring out what he the used to be? The rejuvenation. It's a complete rejuvenation. You send him to Houston, who is hell-bent on a World Series title, of course he's going to come out and be the stud he was in 08, 10, 12, whatever you want to say. Mm-hmm. Now, when he's on the Tigers, who are going to lose 80, 90-plus games, of course he's not going out there pitching like he's going to pitch for Houston. But who's going to... What? what you come from the basement to 10th? Did he say it was the fact? Yeah, I'm. I'm. Fine. Hey, I'm I mean, going okay. in two years. In two years. In two but years. That's fair. How, how much? Why do we never trade stars? Because they're worth so much money. That contract was so hard to give away. You're not. Even though he's going. I'll take a step back. Can I take a step back? Okay, I'm not going to really worry about the number ten ranking. It's. The number two ranking prospects couldn't, may not work out with the ten. It just depends how they will fit on the team. And I am optimistic about the Tigers, but I'm not optimistic enough to ever return to what they were in those years. Cause Mr. I is dead. Things will never be the same. My opinion with that, and that is the truth. I mean, it is. It's straight up. I mean, freaking baseball is. Dead in this town right now. I mean, Here's my point. When was the last time we were in the ALCS or World Series? 2014 14 or 5th they've been bad for what two so four or five seasons. years we went from 15. 31 to top 10 I think that's okay in a rebuild especially because they weren't completely rebuilding that whole five years they were still competing the next all right level. all right we're debating too much of the prospect rankings who cares I think it just shows a lot to all the baseball that we had hey it's table. no nothing's wrong with a good debate either way it's it's Refreshing to know we are on the rebuild track and we recognize that. All right, yeah. Um, hey, there you go. Great baseball. Great baseball talk. Can I get to the gridiron, please? Like honestly, I need to get to some gridiron talk. Thanks for having me, you guys. I love y'all. Love y'all though. Tommy T Town. Take a quick break and we'll get back. Yes, Tommy T Town heading behind, back behind the glass. Love you, buddy. Hey, hey, hey. We got a little uh, conversation here about the gridiron. We got the NFL Combine this weekend. For all you Lions fans, probably give me another year of misery. And that includes myself, that includes Alec, that includes Sean, and that includes the majority of football fans in Michigan. I know some of you weirdos and root for outside teams. Honestly, I encourage that. The way the Lions franchise has been abysmal, to say the least. But since we have the NFL Combine, since we've got a top 10 pick, number 8 specifically, since college football is kind of a universal sports fan's dream, would you would you agree? Because pretty much everybody can agree on loving college football. Would and agree. football in general, most likely so. I just wanted to do a little mini draft preview. Only the top 10, 12, 15. We're not going to deep dive. 
There will be a deep dive later in a few episodes, but today, I kind of just, I mean, it was my choice. I, I really want to do some NFL, and, you know, I love college football, and I just thought this would be a lot of fun. I heard there's a real big mock draft coming from uh, from Buck and Chill in a couple weeks. Yeah. In, yeah. in the coming pods, I think these two It'll be more than a couple nice weeks, one. because it's then Yeah, once, once we get way closer to the draft, I expect you guys to have a full-fledged... Yeah. We're gonna do it. Uh, we're gonna do it about two weeks before the draft. Maybe a week. What do you think, Shawnee? A week, maybe. One week. Build up the suspense. One week. I will. Oh, one week before the draft. Yeah, I thought you meant like in a week. Yeah, no, definitely not in a week. No, the NFL draft ends on April. But what we want to preview is, you know, the AAF. Yeah. Well, that was funny, but three years really. in. Yeah, three, three weeks years. in. They might sign Johnny Manziel. LOL. <laughs> All right, here we go. Drug abuse. LOL. Here we go. That'll get you to so, watch. What I want to hit on first when we go to NFL, we're gonna go. So, Cliff King, or not Cliff Kingsbury, the GM of the Cardinals says Josh Rosen is our quarterback. Cliff Kingsbury is on tape saying before that when he was the coach says that Kyler Murray is the best player in the draft. They are already interviewing Kyler Murray with the number one overall pick in the draft. Sean, I'll go to you first. What is the Cardinals' mindset right now? They're going to trade Josh Rosen and draft Kyler Murray. Simple as that. Completely agree. They didn't hire Cliff Kingsbury for a reason. Exactly. You know, then this is the reason. They're going to get him. They're going to great uh, offensive-minded coach with a great... Dynamic dynamic as hell. Dynamic as hell, man. More athletic than uh, Russell Wilson. Measurements. Better and bigger than what, and the what same amount of strength and accuracy, and people get a loss in the fold. Man, Kyler Murray is a pocket passer. He runs a little more in college, yes, and he'll the only time he'll run. Of course, he'll have some designed runs. Don't get me wrong, but when you look at Lamar Jackson, who is a runner guy, Kyler Murray's completely different. I mean, he's got the arm talent, he's got the vision. Maybe he's only five ten. Who fucking who? You throw between the windows. All these upright quarterbacks. The game is changing. And all these old motherfuckers who are in their 40s and 50s say, Yeah, tough offensive line. We go. It's gridiron. No. It's about dynamic athletes now. That's The game has changed. So I want to turn the tables on you guys, and I have a question for you guys. Do you think Cliff Kingsbury becoming the coach of the Arizona Cardinals had anything to do with Kyler Murray's decision to commit to the NFL, thinking he would be drafted by Cliff at number one? Absolutely not. No? Mm-mm. No, I And I'll I, address why. Go ahead, Sean. I I just think he thinks he can make more money I'll, I'll tell in you the right NFL. Because, I mean, is he really going to be a great in the MLB? I mean, obviously these guys in the MLB are getting paid up shit ton of money more than any contract it's a much much steeper climb in the mlb is he gonna get to that caliber to earn the 300 million dollar contract no if you're a starting quarterback you're gonna be getting paid some premium money no matter what listen to me right now even if alec will put him in the best case scenarios in the majors is right away i mean he's in oakland they share a freaking stadium with the raiders you're in oakland athletics who aren't gonna be good even with kyler murray when you go you're going to get more money going to NFL. Is it a bigger risk of entry? Duh. I mean, anyone with a human functioning brain can understand that. 
But Kyler Murray doesn't have to deal with, well, I might be in the minors or I might be on the team. I might be on the team, but I might not play. Right. I don't know. Learning curve is what? You don't know. You don't really know. You're not inside Kyler Murray's life every day. You go to the NFL, and he goes to one of his teams. He's going to be a starter from day one. He's going to be protected. He's going to be an asset. He's going to be a top 10 pick. They're going to uh, invest everything into him. And when you're a quarterback... In football, you're the most important player on the field. In baseball, sorry, Alec, is an outfielder the most important player? I mean, it's really the pitcher, right? Unless you're Mike Trout. Yeah, exactly. As an outfielder. And those are a few anomalies here exactly. and there. Exactly. Which is really kind of pointing to. And you, exactly. Yes, he's not no. going to be one of those $300 million yeah, contract exactly. players. And in football, and honestly, think about it. How protective are the quarterbacks nowadays with the rules? Very. Most they've ever been. Okay, so how elusive Kyler Murray? Very. How tough is he to fucking hit head on and destroy him? Almost impossible, like a Barry Sanders. I see him. Hold on, and one more thing before you speak. You know what I heard from Tom McShay, and I never even looked at this stat, but his slide rate is triple of any college quarterback ever. His slide rate without getting hit. That speaks big to his football IQ. And it speak no, you know what it speaks to is it speaks to his football IQ. But you know what it speaks to? He's so good at sliding and time the slides. Baseball, that's what it is, and that's true. exactly what Todd McShay alluded to. Very true. He's like this guy is smart enough to not take hits because everyone's going to view him as a running loose quarterback. He's not. He's a great pocket presence. His his mind is super smart when it comes to reading defenses. But when it comes to being a smart player, like Lamar Jackson almost can't afford to slide because he's not a good enough passer, you know? Mm-hmm. He's got to get his running the ball. His extra three yards. When you get Kyler, he can be from in the pocket, outside the pocket, and he's smart enough to get the bounce or slide. Who cares if it's second and eight and you get six yards instead of getting destroyed and in the first down? He's smart enough to realize that. And then it goes back to Cliff Kingsbury saying, I would take him number one overall pick. I'll tell you right now, and this will be my last point, then I'll flip it back. They're gonna my prediction right now, they're gonna flip Josh Rosen for a two, second round pick, and the the Arizona I'm gonna say Jeffrey Cardinals. The Arizona <laughs> Cardinals will take Kyler Murray number one overall because Cliff Bingers is gonna be like, You're not paying me money to not make my own decision. Do you feel me or not? Mm-hmm. I'm I, with you. I'm with that. And I think another thing, I'm not huge into measurements at the combine or anything, but people Certain ones matter though. Like Kyler Murray. And he just about matched Russell Wilson's measurements at the Combine. I don't think it's hugely significant, but it's significant enough that he didn't measure 5'9". He measured 5'10 point something, like two-tenths less than Russell, basically in everything. So people thought the Russell Russell Wilson comparisons were bad size-wise. Well, he's right there with him size-wise. They're they're such comparable players in this sense that, okay... They both have great arm strength and fantastic accuracy for their size. You want, to, and they both have great vision and recoveries. They're all even on all those spectrums, right? Mm-hmm. You want to know where Kyler Murray elevates himself? Russell Wilson's a great dynamic runner, looting pressure, right? Guess who's even better? Kyler Murray, even better. He's an even you better. You'll have Russell a better career Wilson. than Russell Wilson. Absolutely. Mark my fucking words right now. And, and Russell Wilson, phenomenal career. But, Sean, that also depends on what team he goes to and supporting cast because Russell Wilson had one of the best defenses ever for a few years. And so, you got to that. Kyler threw the ball way more in college. Oh, definitely. Way yeah. more. Yeah. Wisconsin and NC State were running. So, there's, there's no question mark 
The with tape don't lie, dog. The tape does not lie. Mm-hmm. So with that all being said, um, he's obviously worth an eighth overall pick. But would you would you be mad if the Lions took him with Matthew Stafford being the quarterback? I wouldn't be mad. I, I'm not. What do we do? I'm if, not saying that's what I mad. want, but I wouldn't be mad. You keep him under Stafford for this year, and then next summer you trade Stafford, and he's your guy. If you're going to commit to a guy like that, but. At the same time, when you, if you ask me who I want the Lions to draft at eight, I'm not sure he's my number one. I think there's a few guys I'd take over Kyler Murray and stick with Matt Stafford. If the Lions took Kyler Murray number eight overall... I don't think he'll be uh, there, but this is just hypothetical. I, I agree. I don't think he'll be there, but let's play the hypothetical like you said. I don't think he will either. I think Caskins and him will go before eight. I really do. Someone will trade up, which is a good asset for the Lions. But in the scenario you're asking, Lions draft Kyler number eight. I would strip down naked. I don't care if it's freaking freezing outside. I'd run around this street. I'd run down Gratiot, completely balls naked. Because you know what? It's finally a different direction. I'm almost losing faith in Matthew Stafford. I would love them to take the Mahomes right uh, Alex Smith route. It's a little different because Smith wasn't making as much money as Stafford. But let Stafford play for a year or maybe two. He'll always have a trade market. He's good enough. I'd be ecstatic. Will it happen? I'll go 99.5%. No, it won't. But to your question, I would go fucking nuts. I mean, this entire neighborhood would see my nutsack. I would literally be <laughs> so fucking pumped. But you know who they're probably going to take and probably will be the safer pick? It's going to be a corner of Greedy Williams yeah. and Andre Baker's there. Cleveland Farrell. Or Devin could, White. Devin White. It will be in there. I know they'll probably go there, but... So, yeah, I mean, but, like, I mean, do you want to... When's the next time we're going to have a top ten pick? Exactly. How are you really... See, I mean, you already have a quarterback that's established. Yeah. I mean... It's what sort of investment you, do you want to make with that pick? It's a tough decision. It's do you want to take a chance or not for once in the fucking franchise's lifetime? I see the other perspective of it, though. It's because these... Lesser-paid quarterbacks are taking their teams. Well, Jared Goff taking their teams is exactly Bowl. because yeah. they're such cheap contracts that they Carson can spend Wentz. money uh, on big-time defensive players and other players. You're absolutely right. Mitchell Trubisky, him yeah. and his team because they're able to build otherwise and sign back yeah. and shit with all those top picks, and then they so, I mean, cash in. I, know. I see both perspectives. Absolutely, I agree. At this time, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't think waste the top ten pick. No, you won't. That time. was just a question. No, I know. I, 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 I was answering my own question. Realistically, they're probably going to end up with. And my prediction will be Cleveland Farrell. So after that descriptive uh, reaction you told us, would happen if you drafted Kyler? What kind of reaction would we have if we uh, drafted a tight end? T.J. Hawkinson. Mm-hmm. From Iowa. Oh, he's showing his ass. I'll tell you exactly how I would handle it. If they draft the number eight, I'd be fucking pissed. If they traded back to number 14 or 15 and grabbed them, I'm not going to be pissed. It will make me bitter, though, that Eric E. Brown is a damn good tight end. We took it at number 10. He's gone. Then we're about to what? Take another high-end tight end. Then what? Like, honestly, like it, that makes me uneasy, but... At the same time, you can't really view the past as the present because every year is completely different. If they took TJ Hawkinson at 8, my TV will have cracks in it. If they trade down to 15 and take them and grab maybe two more number two second round picks, I'll be cool. For sure. Yeah, Definitely. I like that. I like that. Definitely. I would have to agree with your point. Don't take them at 8. Should I be GM on the Lions or not? 
No. Uh, yeah, for sure. I agree. All right, well, we'll move on from that. I definitely will not be interviewing for the Lions general manager position for a minute until our podcast blows up and he listens to my opinions. time for the NBA portion of the show. We're hitting on all cylinders tonight. Every single sport. Even UFC. We had a second on UFC tonight. Can you believe that? And we're going to incorporate soccer too. So we're going broad base. Whatever not tonight. Like we're here. No, but, not tonight, but eventually, yes. But an incredible show we've had. I thought it's been a great one. Um, on the NBA, we missed the trade deadline. I know it was a little while ago. We're a little late on it. Because we're on the hiatus, which yep. we were, everyone's aware of that. And I think this update and upgrade has been Completely a great decision. It. We're ready. We're coming We got back. a real logo now. We got special show. guests. Joe got, is still here with us. Joe is still fucking chilling. Joe's He's on his fucking Joe's ninth here. beer. Dude, this kid started with one. He's up to nine. What y'all doing? That shit, pussies. We're trying to get him a little loose. Getting them loose, getting loose, goosey. All right, so let's just let's start off. Uh, what's your, what's your biggest deal? The trade deadline. So we'll hit Both trade deadline. Guys. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna start local. I'll go Pistons. So and guys, I am breaking down the NBA right now. So get the fuck over it. I know a lot of you are NBA fans, but so you trade Stanley for Thon, straight up Thon Maker. Sorry, I guess be fuel. Straight so, up, no and, picks. Yeah, no, it was straight up. And so Stanley's going to be a free agent. Then they trade New Orleans. Thon Nice with another year on. A seven-footer backup who can stroke it from three. Great trade. And then, prove that in the game winner. The other, yeah. Well, it wasn't a buzzer beater. But, but it, it was, was the game, game winner. winner. Absolutely. Yep. It was beautiful. Yeah, absolutely. Good point. And then, so you trade Reggie Bullock for Sfee, who's not playing any minutes in a future second. But let me explain this real quick. Okay, you got Speed, who's a controllable player for the next three years. You got a future second round pick. Maybe that's not shit, but guess what? Maybe you couple it with something else to make a trade. And don't do not forget. And do donut? not do sorry. I think a donut sounds good. Shut up, I know. Yeah, I would much on that shit. What kind of donut you feel? I'm feeling the sprinkles and I like vanilla jelly vanilla sprinkles. Jelly. Me filled. too. I'm in on that. Jelly. And filled. so key time. And so if you're not thinking. Listen, they got rid of El- er, Reggie Bullock. They got Spee in the second round. They already knew they were going to sign Wayne Ellington, okay, on the buyout market, and they replaced him with Wayne Ellington. So basically, you got rid of a player who wasn't going to resign with you. You got a young, controlled player, a second round pick, and you got Wayne Ellington on cheap deal to still make your playoff push, who isn't under contract next year. And then you got rid of Stanley, who's been a fucking cancer. And you got Thon, who you have another year, and who's been a solid player, like Sean just lose you, hit a fucking game-winning shot. Sorry, but that's a good trade. Is Stanley Johnson ever hit a game-winning shot? Probably not. And honestly. moved our way to only being two games off of 500. So when you look but at- you didn't answer my fucking question. Is that your biggest trade of the deadline? Is no, I just wanted thing? to start local. The biggest trade of the deadline was obviously to- Tobias Harris to Philly. 
Don't forget about Chris Depp to Dallas because he's injured. That's the real biggest, but no one under no one's gonna know how Chris Depp comes back. Tobias to Philly with Ben Simmons, JJ Reddick, Jimmy Butler, Tobias, and Joel Embiid was the big splash. They'll have to go to Milwaukee, they'll have to go through Toronto, but only Joe's because Chris Stapps would have been the big trade, but because he's uncertain, I, I, that's why I give it to Tobias. What do you think? Now I'm asking for your opinion on the Tobias trade. Good. Now, I can't stress enough how much I think Tobias fits perfectly in the Philly system. I'm so perfect. Perfect. Oh, great role player. I want to ask you what you think. Philly gave up. Okay, Landry Shannon, whatever. Wilson Chandler, whatever. Mike Muscala. Yeah. But then two first and two seconds. Okay, but, okay, Alec, what you got to think about? Those two firsts are going to be, like, 28th, 29th overall. Fair, fair. Dude, remember in the NBA, in the, in the NFL, a 29th pick is, like, super, right? You can get stars in, mm-hmm. top, a la Tom Brady's sixth round. You're right? Mm-hmm. In the NBA, it's different. There's very rarely that second-round picks, even late first-rounders, come out to be superstars. Usually, like, the top 14, 13 can be real players. True. Now, Tobias... Fits perfectly with them because you've got Ben Simmons can't shoot, great playmaker. You've got JJ, obviously elite shooter, but what else is he besides an elite shooter? He can handle the ball decent, he's a decent defender. He's a mediocre player besides shooting because he's older now. Then you've got Jimmy Butler, good offensive player, elite defensive player. Then you've got Tobias. Not a great defensive, but an elite shooter, an elite offensive player. Then you've got Embiid, who's all around good at everything. He literally fits. It's like, where's the last puzzle piece? Exactly. It's like you're going around. It's like, how the fuck do I finish this puzzle? I got three pieces left. I can't figure out how to finish the puzzle. Bang. Trade for Tobias. Two first round picks. Two second round picks. So you're basically giving up 28, 28, and 40, 47, 48. For the absolute perfect guy for your system. Exactly. For your system. Exactly. So why did you give me a disgruntled face when I said he... He's a good role player. He fits a great He's role not in Philadelphia. A role, but he fits the role in Philadelphia. Uh, yeah, the role in Philadelphia. But uh, technically, the definition of a role player is the seventh or eighth man they play a role. He's he more than a role. Of course he's starting. He is starting. Okay, all right, well. He, he was this close I to I can see the confusion then, but what I meant is he fits the role in Philadelphia. He fits I can see the confusion, so, though. Yes. I was just, I was confused. Because technically a role player is like the seventh or eighth man who feels like he's a defense. Like, I'll give you a Well, he completes the puzzle. Yeah, right. Bruce Brown is like a role defensive player. You know what I'm saying about it, Alec? Bruce Brown? Like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm trying to relate. No, I get that. I just, I, I meant he fits the role. He fits Philly. the role perfectly, and that's exactly what I was saying. Yes, miscommunication. He fits in Philly perfectly because they needed an outside score, and he's a stretch four. No, he doesn't play good defense. No, he doesn't rebound well. But guess what he scores? Guess who does rebound well? Ben Simmons. Joel Embiid, Jimmy Butler, Jimmy Butler, great defender. Guess, guess who they need an elite three pointer, a real elite. Guess who they got? JJ Reddick. Mm-hmm. Yes, J- Markel Fultz didn't work out, but in whatever defense has shadowing on three point shooting, they're gonna shadow JJ. But guess what? Tobias can bang from three too. Yeah, man. Oh, yeah. got. It's weird that the point guard in the 76ers is the worst three point shooter by a mile. Ben yeah. Simmons. Did you see the video of him pull up and just brick? Yeah. Oh my god. It looked like me out there. <laughs> I'll tell you right now though, you know who exactly reminds me of is Giannis right when he started. Could not shoot. Now he's starting to hit a few threes. He's up up to 30%. Telling you Ben Simmons is going to be the same thing. And Ben Simmons is more... T- ben Simmons is a modern day Magic Johnson. Whether you want to admit it or not, because they're going to be starting best with no one's Magic. 
Sorry, he's a modern day six foot ten, great passer. He needs can't... a lot of improvement. Yeah, and he's twenty. Okay, so exactly. A lot of room for improvement. Exactly. Just like, and that's the same deal with Giannis, though. Ben Simmons will be my an MVP. Ben Simmons will be an MVP candidate in, in four years. Mark my fucking words. So, what do you think about the Anthony Davis situation? Oh my god, that was my next question. Go ahead, guys. You want to address it first? You want me well, to? Well, it was just like all oh, the the trades that happened. What about the trade that didn't happen? Didn't happen. Right? The biggest now, thing, Anthony pretty much, Davis is sitting the bench, playing twenty minutes a game max. Yep, pretty much. I mean, it's the definition of tanking for New Orleans. I will, I'm going to address this real quick. I'm real, and real then let Job's in. Let, let Job's in. No, Job's is not my friend. He's not allowed to talk anymore. He's right, been Job's exiled. He's been exiled. Well, I have an Uber on the way and I'm leaving. <laughs> See you, dude. <laughs> Shelby and Amanda are staying here. Sorry. Shelby's his girlfriend, by the way. And Amanda's his other girlfriend. So he's got two. He's a baller. Anyways, so... The team around LeBron. Wait, what were we talking about? Anthony Davis. Oh, right. The sorry. trade that didn't happen. It just rattled those. Sorry, I really had to refocus there. The trade that it didn't rattled, happen around the world. It rattled a couple of those players. Rich Paul, LeBron, and Anthony Davis' agent should have never been as public about it as it was. And now they're going into a holocaust, pretty much. I mean, they're fighting for their lives. Yep. And just LeBron is not making himself out to be a good pupil. He's calling his teammates out in public to the media, which honestly to me, I love LeBron. Wait, full disclosure, LeBron is my favorite athlete, but this year I'm extremely turned off by him because he's calling his teammates out in public. They're younger players, they're talented players. You do that in private, man. If you're a real leader, you don't ever do it in public. They're doing fine. You fucking ring those motherfuckers out in private. I don't like the way LeBron... T- I don't like him calling players out on defense when he takes multiple possessions off a game, which is okay because he's a starter, but I just don't like it. How do we go from Anthony Davis to LeBron? Because Anthony Davis and LeBron are completely connected because of the Pelicans and Lakers trade. How the, I just mentioned how they tried to trade their entire team basically for Anthony Davis. Yeah, well, you you can attest to that. Yeah, what, no, I know. That, I know. Completely relevant. What does that do for the young players on your team? The Lakers, I mean. It rattles them. But you're, you're a 22-year-old kid on the Lakers mm-hmm. just trying to make it. You have LeBron on your team. You're pumped about that. Then all of a sudden LeBron is just lobbying but, for you to be a trade piece. So, so he just what, turns out to be what all the haters are saying. So he what you tries to control so? the team and Let's everything. See, I'm going to go up. You're right, though. You're right about that. It's ridiculous that the front office allows LeBron to have that kind of power. I'm sorry it is. If you're Matt... A weaker management system, yeah, I get it. But when you're Magic Johnson, like, you got the street cat dog. But what I'm going to disagree on with that is... Those younger players, I don't give a fuck how old you are. If you're 20, you're 22, you're 23, you're an adult, you're in the NBA. It is a fucking business. If you can't perform your best at your job, even under scrutiny and rumors that you might get traded, and Kuzma said it best. He said, you know what? I'm not mad that I'm in trade rumors. Guess what? If you're going to be traded for somebody, that means you're wanted. You've got to be a professional at some point. You've got to realize, yeah, the best player in the world is with us, and guess what? He was cool riding with us at first. We're not getting it done. Lonzo Ball being hurt is killing them whether people want to acknowledge it or not. You know what? You're a professional. I will allude to you in a second. You're a professional at some point. Okay? I don't care how old you are. You're a professional. You're at least 19. At least. You need to get the job done. When you're playing the best player in the world, the standards are raised. Dispute it. All I want to say is I completely agree. That's just not the reality of it. These kids, these kids that come in the NBA nowadays, they're drama queens. 
But that's, oh, I don't feel bad for that. So I don't true. care. Oh, I don't either. Yeah. But like, I'm just the reality of it is, LeBron saying I will trade any one of these guys. It's gonna rattle them. Should it? No. They should be professionals playing their ass off. So but, I, have, I have a good question for you, Alec, and you can also answer this as well. Is it LeBron's fault for all this scrutiny and tension amongst the team, or is it management for giving LeBron this type of voice and power as well as Rich Paul, as Anthony Davis, and LeBron's agent? Uh, you want to take this one first? I think there's plenty of faults go around. Whether you want to blame it on Magic Johnson for allowing LeBron to dictate so as much. As prominent of a face as he is yeah. in the NBA, that's weird. I feel yeah, like I mean, I, you, you He's got to be able to control that situation. Yeah, you assume, like you said, that exactly. prominent of a face in the NBA, you control it. it. Exactly. You've got to be able to. So there's blame there. There's blame He garners it. plenty of enough respect around the league to be able to control mm-hmm. it. So that, in my mind, that means he's conceding LeBron. He's like, you're my only big free chance. He's like, LeBron, who do you need? He's like, oh, call up Matt Buckley. And LeBron called me. I told him I was busy. I was potting the night. I couldn't play. But. My only question, though, is like, what did the trade with, that didn't happen with AD have to do with LeBron playing shitty? Do you think he's just pissed the if groin he didn't get injury. a deal done? The groin injury. Okay, that was my 100%, question. though. It is. He, like, I know they were obviously connected. Yeah. They're connect. AD is supposed to go to LA. That's been yeah. the whole rumor, but it didn't happen. It's like I still like. And then how is that? LeBron, no excuses. He yeah. went into playoff mode, and then okay. all you see is clips of him shitty. Yeah. Okay. So let me absolutely straighten you up right there, because that's where you're falling into the complete. Just watching general, the highlights. Watching right? the clips of Not him taking it off. Listen to me. When you watch the whole game. LeBron is dominant, not just on the offensive end. Yes, does he take a few possessions off? Yes, and when he does, because he has so much an offensive load, when he does, it gets scrutinized. But they're not showing the possessions where he's fighting through double teams and blocking shots. And that's where we fall into the social media phase of life. Because we're like, wow, so CBS Sports just put on Instagram to LeBron's two worst defensive possessions. I don't see them putting on LeBron's I good do. defensive possessions. Yeah, rarely when he makes a big block or something. Not where he's solid and help side defending the ball well. No, and that is what pisses me off. I don't know. I don't ever see a quarterback just saying, yo, I'm just going to take this playoff. I'm going to take a sack here. It's different in football. Way Come on, game. Sean. That's an awful comparison. Absolutely awful. You well, can't take a playoff in the best. Here's what I say about LeBron. When he wants to take a playoff, it's because he's been he's been busting his ass way more than the rest of the team for the entire game. So if he gets flat footed for one possession, guess what? The other four kids on the it's court should the pick it up. Exactly. Whole, like I'm putting my head down and like sighing. And I'm not going to play. It's not, I'm like, okay, I have no chance at this play. He literally, like, puts his head down and just like, okay, I'm on to the next one. Yeah, you probably saw that twice, though. That's not consistently. I watch all the Laker games. I love the Lakers. Even you have said, though, he's depressed you this year. He has not been the same player. He's not been the same player. And what I'm saying, of course, in NFL, you're taking a hit if you're the quarterback. But, like, you don't, you just don't take a playoff. That's my But, comparison. Sean, see, the difference between NBA and football is you're getting hurt if you take a hit. Exactly. If you take a playoff. In NBA, you can get out of it scot free. In NFL, you it's can't still possibly a bad take look. a playoff. It's still a bad look. Yes, it's a terrible look. And I want to go. And right. that's my point. And I'm, I'm not go. saying, oh, the injury purpose is the comparison. It's the look of it is a bad look. Yeah, and the look of it with what? Fucking social media. And I agree with you. And what did I tell you earlier before we potted? 
LeBron has turned me off this year. He has not been a good enough leader for that very extremely young team. His body language has been terrible. Yes, we've seen the videos of him excluded from the huddle. He has, and we've seen the videos of him taking possessions off on defense. It's not a good look for What about LeBron. this? You see this on social media? That they're out of the playoff race? Oh, no, that's the actual NBA standings. And everyone said, oh, he had nothing to work with in Cleveland, but he's in the championship. I know it's the Eastern Conference. He should still be in the fucking okay, playoff, playoff I race. Okay, remember, he missed 17 games. Lonzo's been out. I mean, you have to take, no matter how pussy it is to say, you have to take into account injuries. They And they have not been good since he came back. He's down 100% healthy. And no, but see, the same thing, I'm just trying to present the other viewpoint because I actually agree with what you're saying. Wholeheartedly, I do. But I have got to play devil's advocate. I exactly took the words on. I've got to play devil's advocate a little bit and say that injuries, no matter how many of you want to say it's pussy shit, whatever, everyone has injuries. Sorry, but when it's LeBron, Lonzo Ball, number one, your best player, number two, your bet, your. I mean, all-around player, second-best player, but now you're second-best scorer, but... I'm telling you, that takes effects on a team, but has LeBron done a good enough job leading these very young, talented core? No. And you're right. It's a joke that he's out of the playoffs right now, even with the injury. And is he going to make it over Sacramento and the Clippers? There's two teams in I think the Clippers will drop because the Clippers don't have enough good players because they trade Tobias, obviously. But they still have two spots to jump, I, if I'm not mistaken. The, I'm more worried about the Kings than I am the Clippers. The Clippers are going to drop. The Clippers are for sure going to drop. I'll mark my words right yeah, now. I'm about... See, the thing is, even think they claw the way in the 8th spot, you better hope Denver gets a 1 seed. If it's Golden State, you're getting swept. And here's my uh, rebuttal against you saying... That you really, uh, that LeBron shit, he's not trying. If, and social media is just play, posting a couple plays at a time. Okay. If if you don't want eyes on you, don't go on record saying I'm in playoff mode. And then go and take a couple plays off. It's a fair point because you know the spotlight's going to be on you after you say I'm in playoff yeah. mode. Yeah, I mean, how are you about to go on record and say that? And then go and fucking look at a fucking yeah. ball. You shot from the three-point line and get offensive rebound. And then fucking yeah, you take a playoff. You're gonna have the spotlight on your well, every camera in the building's gonna be on you. It's gonna I, be viral. Again, I'm gonna do the same thing I just did. I agree with you, but I'm still playing devil's advocate again. Listen, the I know this is the gayest term in sports round. His load management is incredibly take insane. another load management day off. Listen. Well, Jesus you let me finish playing the most pussy sport already. Oh my god, shut the fuck up with that bullshit. That's another top for another time. Listen to me, LeBron has so much on his shoulders that yes, he has to take a few plays off. And yes, you're right, him saying playoff mode. He has played in the league 15 years. Plus, think about eight straight finals appearances. That adds another two well, seasons. You're gonna say shit that's he's gonna put all eyes he on you. He physically has to take those fucking plays off because he's still at 30 fucking four. Has to play 43 minutes on a team that is not performing. He has to take those off. He has to get his rest in the game because guess what? He can't come out the game except for four fucking minutes. But I still, while I'm screaming, I still fucking agree because he should have never said I'm playoff activated. If you're playoff activated, you don't take a fucking possession off. So I'm totally contradicting myself right now and I don't really care. I really don't because it goes both ways. He shouldn't have said that. 
But yet he's gonna take some possessions off because he's all he got. They're all, he's all they got. And he does have to do a better job bringing those young players along. He has not done a good enough job. He's publicly criticized them way too much. You're a 34 year old, maybe the best player ever. You're supposed to be one of the greatest leaders ever. I'm sorry. You don't publicly criticize your young players. And I'm not even gonna say they're vulnerable, because they're not. You're a professional, you know, no, do not interrupt me. You know what you're getting yourself into. You know what you're getting, LeBron James signs with the LA Lakers. I don't care if you're in your second, third year, first year, I don't care if you're a G League player, you know what you're getting into. Expectations raise. And I don't feel bad for those guys being in trade movement and shit, because I would trade all them motherfuckers at 82. I don't blame them. I blame Rich Paul for making the public. I blame Magic Johnson for allowing LeBron to have this big a voice on the Lakers organization. They're fine. LeBron has not done a good enough job, and guess what? He still had a phenomenal season. I, I Phenomenal season and whatnot, I think it takes a little hit on his legacy. We gotta end it. We gotta wrap this segment up Jesus there, though. Jesus Christ, my voice is gone. Big Magic Johnson, what has he done? I'm Gareth Nates. And we are playing music. Give it 15 seconds. Play soft music. Party bitches. Where the pussy at? But not around you. Definitely not. Just because I love sports doesn't mean I love don't love banging. So yeah, I was looking for the vagina. My B. You know, you'll get over it. I'm a human, but uh That's what happens. When you start talking NHL, his mind goes wandering yeah. and he starts thinking pussy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well my mind goes wandering thinking about anything about pussy. But I will, uh, full disclosure for the listeners, Matthew is a huge sports fan, analyzes everything, but NHL is not my thing. I love the Red Wings, but I don't love hockey. Full disclosure, I love the Wings. Wings are tanking. We just had the trade deadline pass. We've got the John Tavares drama. We've got our two hockey experts, which is our very own, uh the chill part of the show, Shawnee, and then you know we've got young Joberson on the hockey. So Shawnee, I'm gonna just I'm not gonna give you a topic. You just go ahead and dive into wherever you want on the ice, buddy. Go ahead. And well we're gonna hit that, but I do wanna say once again thanks to Joberson for coming on to this podcast. You've been great. You've been great. So please I hope you're reoccurring. Come again, bud. Come again. You wanna plug yourself? I fully plan on coming again. All right. Well, perfect. I have nothing to plug. I have nothing to promote. Make sure you follow Buck and Chill on Twitter, Instagram. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Appreciate that. And he will be on more. That's a promise. Um, Diving onto the ice. They don't call me chill for nothing. Um, (laughs) It's cold out there. And it's been cold in the D, but it's been a good thing. It has been an absolute great thing. Wings coming into today are the third worst team in the league. Mm-hmm. I think they have a really good Which chance. Which is awesome. I think they have a really good chance of being the second worst. I don't think they're going to catch the Senators for the How worst How far record. are they behind for the worst? Uh, probably like, I think six points. Six points. Ooh, that's kind of a lot. How many games are left? Ten? Ten? Nine? Just no, no, 63. I think they have uh, like 19. 18. 18. They played 82 just like that. They, they played yep. 64 out of 82. 64. I thought it was 63. Either way, I, I'm very excited. They have a, I 
think, 18% chance to get the top three pick. And if you can have one or two and get Jack Hughes or that other guy, the Finney guy. Yeah, I don't even want to try to pronounce his name, but no. there's supposed Copa. to be two studs. What's that, Tommy? Capocopa. Capocopa. Maybe. Not. Maybe. Yeah, both both are supposed to be studs at the top two picks of the draft. They're guaranteed first and second. Um, be awesome. We're gonna could somehow slip there, but we'll see how it goes. I think. I mean, I think we could pass the Kings for the second worst. But can we just talk about how shitty would it be to be an Ottawa fan this year? Man, give having that shitty of a fucking year and giving up your pick to Colorado. Yep. I mean, you were looking good as a Suns fan. Then you trade away Eric Carlson. Trade away Mark Stone this year. Well, they were already shitty by the time. I mean, they oh. had that uh, what that video go viral of them talking shit about their ownership yeah, and in, coach during yeah. on the, in the Uber ride. In the Uber. <laughs> hey, let's not forget that they have a Uber giveaway on Buck and Chill. Thank you. I was just thinking that Uber giveaway. Make sure you share this episode. Favorite it anywhere, any uh, program you can get to. Multiple entries available. But yeah, I mean. I think we've done all right. We made a couple trades. We're we're building up the uh, the farm system. I think I think we've got a decent future. Ken Holland has finally decided to, you know, not try to buy veterans and win it all. He's realizing what the league is going towards now. Let's trade for some uh, some assets, whether it's a prospect or a draft pick, whatever. And looks like we're headed in the right direction. It took a little too long, but well, here we, we did are. make two trades. Two trades. Um, Nick Jensen thought we got an absolute score on. Second round pick, complete and, score, and we got a. Uh, I believe he was a, a second round defenseman. He was drafted in the second round. We got what? Do you remember his name offhand from the Capitals? Uh, Bowie, Madison Bowie, Madison Bowie. I believe he was a second round pick, and we traded Nick Jensen and a fifth round pick. And Nick Jensen was a fifth round pick. Yep. So it's like two fives for two twos. I mean, he. Bowie's still young. And Jen- uh, Jensen's I think already that was a steal. Jensen is already twenty eight or twenty nine years old. So the, by the mm-hmm. time we're a contender again, he's not going to be. What a key was piece. the contract that he got with the with the Capitals? Oh, Jensen's paid under a mil. Yeah, it was four years. What? No, Jensen didn't get paid. No, we just traded him. He got traded, and he got a contract. No, Jensen. You'll have the defenseman. You have to look that the up. The defenseman got four years, ten million. Mark my words, Nick Jensen, defenseman from the Wings, right? Oh, don't even tell me. I just clowned. He was re-signed after a trade deadline? Yeah, I don't. by the Capitals. Right? Is that Who do you get traded to? Whoever, I don't know. I got traded to the Capitals. Okay. For, but I mean, he up. was making under a mil. No, no way he just got up to $2.5 million a year. No, his cap hit's only $812,000. Yeah, what the hell? No, what did, what did you hear? Hold up. Give me my phone. Hold up. Hold up. Wait a minute. Keep talking. I mean, on the other hand then, Nyquist, a second round pick and a conditional third round pick if uh, San Jose makes the well, finals, which I think they have a chance. You know what? But I'm going to have to give a guy more. I'm going to have to give for Nyquist. I'm going yep. uh-huh. to have to give the non-hockey guy Matt Buckley some credit. The Capitals did indeed re-sign Nick Johnson to a four-year $10 million. Fuck, oh, that suck my dick! My friends just dropped the mic. Literally, that's how freaking pumped the guy. I don't know shit about it. Goes on and I just had to correct these motherfuckers. Four years, ten million, baby. Four years. When did 10 this million. happen? That is kind of weird. That what? he eight days ago. Wow. Eight days ago. They wow. liked him so much that they traded for him at the trade deadline. That shows you how and much hockey doesn't make him the news. For a few million. Fucking Buckley just clowned y'all. I don't know if it was clowning, but. He got lucky. He saw something on Twitter one day, and he remembered it. Whatever. <laughs> I mean, I just 
Nick Jensen. I liked him when he first Don't came talk in. Talk to you like I'm dumb. No, I'll um, talk to you like you're dumb. But Nick Jensen, when he came into the league, I really liked him. I was like, wow, that's a great prospect. And then, but he never really progressed over a, a couple of years. He never really played full time. He was back and forth. And they're paying him that much money? Like that? Those kind of contracts don't happen in the NHL for that kind of player. Now, I don't necessarily blame Washington. We were not in the position to sign him to something like that. He's 28 or 29. Forgive me, I can't remember exactly which. But He's like 20, yeah. 29. The Capitals, the Capitals are still in the running to make cup runs for the next few years. He is a perfect second-pair D-man, maybe third-pair D-man. He's, he's a right-hander. He moves the puck well. I mean, I don't, I don't blame Washington for signing him to that. I think he could have, they could have gotten with, away with less. Yeah. I don't think anyone else really coming and offering Nick Jensen a ton of money. Now the other trade we made, traded Gustav Nyquist to the San Jose Sharks, yeah, which I just touched on. Got a nice second round pick. Love that 2019 second round pick and a conditional third round pick in 2020. I mean, you hoard all these draft picks, you can't go wrong. I, I wish. I think we. Maybe could have gotten more with how much we got for Tatar. Vegas made a very bad trade. So, I mean, a little bit. The wins are set up for six to eight draft picks in the second round for the next two drafts. Oh, mm-hmm. that's great. Great boy, Tommy. And uh, if we can just land top two pick, man. Top two pick. And Matt Buckley's watching hockey next year if we get a top two pick. 100%. No, my is Jensen. Truthfully, <laughs> no. It's the only one he pays attention to. Truthfully, no. I didn't even know who he was, so I saw that. To be That's so honest. crazy. Eight days ago, man, went by. So, I uh, I love the Red Wings. And I didn't even know who Nick Jensen was, so I saw the trade and the deal. I really don't. I am excited for the Red Wings. I think they have the brightest future of all the Detroit teams. Especially if they get Stevie Y in the GM Stevie Y in the GM spot. And then I'll be his assistant GM since I know way more about hockey than you guys. Since I actually know who they traded and what kind of I don't of even think like half the GMs knew that Nick Jensen was signed. And I think something significant about the whole GM situation <laughs> with the Red Wings is Ken Holland came out and said Jeff Blashill, head coach of the Red Wings, will most likely be getting a contract extension at the end of the year. When asked about his own future, Ken Holland, he wouldn't speak on it. Now, I like to think he would speak on it if he knew, yes, I'm going to be here for the long haul, I'm going to be here for the rebuild, we're ready to win championships again in a few years. So you're telling they were probably blowing smoke up our asses then? About? About re-signing Ken Holland to the long term when Ken Holland is skeptical himself. No, they're signing the head coach, Jeff Blashill, to a... Oh, Holland, Ken Holland said that. Yes, but... Do you agree with that, though? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, Get rid of him. I don't think Blashill is the greatest coach. I don't think he's a Scotty Bowman. He's not... Get rid of him. You know, he's not an elite coach, but I think he has a great relationship with a lot of the young players we have coming up from the AHL, and I think our players like to play for him. You look at the Larkins, the Manthas, the AAs, all these guys. They like to play for him. They want to play for him. And I don't necessarily disagree with signing him for a couple more years. Now, maybe once we get back to Stanley Cup contention, you might have to get away from Blashill if he can't take the next step as a head coach and get the absolute most out of his players. Then you might have to start looking at somebody who can. But for now, I think he's a fine guy. You got I, players who want to play for him. I personally don't think Blashill's a long-term solution right now. Agreed. Even in Agreed. the Wings organization. Agreed. I think that Blashill is solely for the kids right now. I, yeah. Agreed. Exactly. I think Great maybe point. one more year. Yeah. And uh, if I he agree. doesn't make playoff contention this next year with the roster that we have, 
Um, I mean, yeah, we got to get rid of them. We got to move on. Yeah. Just like we're about to move on we need, segments. Hey, great. I, you already stole the <laughs> words out of my mouth. We do need to move on. Yeah, it was actually Good really, hockey talk, though. It was a pretty dead trade deadline. I mean, there wasn't many significant moves no, made. Not much yeah. to talk about, so. Yeah. yeah I mean, Broad and base tonight, though, on the, on the pod as a whole. You know, we never do this much NHL. We never do that much MLB. We never did UFC whatsoever. It's that time. It's that time. So, I mean. Football's over. So, um, so two and a half week hiatus came out to be some great convos. I mean, we're still going to do one a week, but it did us good. Getting a new logo, getting into this. Joe, do you have something to say before we end the segment? One last tidbit. The Tampa Bay Lightning. Absolutely killing it. 102 points. The whole NHL standing. First team in the NHL to reach 100 points. It's looking like they're on pace to to earn 120 points, which I don't think there's been a team to to, to get 120 points in a while. I mean, Wings, so isn't that Stevie Wise team? But now he's like a senior advisor. Win the cup, right? come to us. Yes, he stepped down. Do you think Tampa's winning the cup? Tampa will be. Wait, 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 better question. Both of you, who's winning the cup this year? Oh God. Um, who's winning it? Don't fucking come on! I know you got an idea. I think Tampa is right there. I don't want to hear right there. I want to know who's gonna win. I want to know now. Here it is, and it sucks. It's my two least favorite teams are the Penguins and the Sharks, and they played in the Stanley Cup uh, Finals the other year, a couple years ago. I don't think the Penguins will be there in the finals, but I think the Sharks win it. You got the Joe Thornton. And you know what? I do like Joe Thornton. If he hoists the cup, I'm fine with that. But I hate the Sharks at all. I hate Logan Couture. I hate Joe Pavelski. I like Brent Burns. You do? I do. He he can trim his beard any time now. (laughs) Time is beard. But all right. Great hockey talk. Great freaking segments all around. Probably the most fun I've had doing pods in a long time. It starts with... Oh, wait. I'm not actually in Lincoln Park's band. I'm just a dumbass podcaster. And the longest episode ever of Buckle Up and Chill, we are finally at the closing thoughts. Now, just to give a little uh, construction to this, we're going to go gloss over all the topics. Some will be longer, some will be shorter. One of my favorite podcasts I've done today, I'm going to be totally... Exposure, and I don't care if Sean's mad, I talk a little bit. I don't care if Alex's mad. Honestly, this has been one of the most fun times I've had. Podcasts are a generational thing right now for us. Do it. Whatever you're passionate about, do it. Hell, you may not you may not make money. You may buy equipment, you may, may not make a damn dollar. It doesn't matter. Give yourself a little bit of a hobby and enjoy yourself. Now, when we go to closing thoughts, sorry, I had to give a little inspiration. Sorry, just there. like Colin Kaepernick. Just do yeah. it, even if it means just sacrificing everything. Even if it means sacrificing like 30 million, just do it. Actually, you probably made that back. Anyway, so I'm going to go quickly here. So we're going we're gonna to go UFC first. Alec is going to head this. Give us a quick little exit to you, the UFC talk. Just real real quick, just to highlight you guys. Johnny Walker on the prelims, light heavyweight, will be the second from uh, 
second from top fight, Johnny Walker, exciting fighter. Then you have the headline of the preliminary card, Jeremy Stevens and Zabit. Gonna be awesome. You get to the main card, we're talking Tyrone Woodley, Kamara Usman. Then we're going Johnny Bones Jones, Anthony Smith. Guys, tune the hell in. It is gonna be a great card tomorrow. You don't want to miss it. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm, I'm pumped to watch Bones, dude. I ain't gonna lie. Especially since live on the pod, we had two separate bets. Sean and Joey have a bet. Who would ever thunk that Hold would on. happen? Wait a second. I believe we have breaking news UFC. What? It, oh. Breaking fucking news. Dana White comes out. And we speculated earlier, Cowboy Cerrone and Conor McGregor possible fight this year. Dana White comes out, puts a kibosh to that. He says, it's not even close to happening. Which sucks. Which sucks Which big really time. Sucks. So let's uh let's get our hopes down instead of up because it doesn't look like that's gonna happen anytime soon. Hey, well thanks for the update, young Thanks Jefferson. for the depressing update. So uh, take another tequila shot because we're not trying to depress anybody here. So okay, we move on. UFC, which was actually a very new segment. Me and Sean and I and the Buckle Up and Chill do not really know UFC, but very it was informative. nice to have young Joberson and Stacey Sagan on, so that was dope. We hit on the MLB. I mean, there's not much to really talk about here. You Do know, big free agent signings. Crazy that it took yeah. so long to Tigers make the signings. Tigers got Josh Harrison, a little veteran, second base. Woo. New prospects. Yeah, woo, whatever. Right, exactly. We'll gloss over that. You hit the NHL. Trade deadline's not very spicy. You had what do you what did the Red Wings go over the Red Wings trades again? Got rid of Nick Jensen for a second round pick and a traded Gustav Nyquist for a second round pick and a conditional third round pick. That's a forward and Nick Jensen defenseman. A couple then, of nice trades. I somehow remember someone who doesn't know much about hockey correcting the two hockey analysts on Nick Jackson being traded to the Capitals, also signing a four year ten million dollar deal. Which neither the hockey experts knew about, but the non-hockey expert knew about. Explain that, Alec. Yeah, I really He's hate embarrassed. I really hate to give Buckle any credit on anything, especially when it comes to hockey. But the guy he had his, the, the guy had his receipts. He knew what he was talking about, he and here. somehow me and Sean didn't know. We'll give it to him. Hey, Those were my greatest After moments. going out Great playing, uh, playing goalie Great on moment. the pond once, he's now an NHL expert. I I'm can't, I can't put it against him. Nation. I can't put it against him. He's, he, he is what he is. He's... He still he still doesn't know much about college basketball though. No, honestly, no one does. I honestly don't even know who's good. Is State good this year? I couldn't even tell. Drew Stan's the point guard. They're a Drew bunch of Stanton. idiots. <laughs> Drew Stan. Anyways, the end of those teams are even found for Michigan. Michigan, take it out of your heads. So then we had combine. No, yeah, you can end it if you want. You want to dispute me? I'll, we can save it. Combine stuff, NFL stuff. Honestly, if you're not following now, then I'm not even going to waste your time right now. We talked about it enough. We're glossing over every subject. If, you, if you're not aware with the Conor Murray situation, if you're not aware of where Joan Williams, DeAndre Baker, and Greedy Williams, and Josh Allen, and all those boys, and Quentin Williams, just don't listen anymore. No, I'm just going to seriously listen. We'll talk about whatever you want. Yeah. Then we hit, Then we hit the NBA. And which we missed was our local Detroit Pistons. And I'm going to gloss over real quick and you two give two quick opinions because there's not much to talk about. The Pistons will end up in the sixth seed. The Indiana Pacers, the LWB, will not end up in the third seed. Nope. The Detroit awesome. Pistons will lose in five games max. Wouldn't be surprised if they got swept by whoever they play. Probably Boston, I would assume. I'm in to go to a game still. Definitely, me too. 
So, don't even get hyped about the Pistons. Are they the only contending Detroit team? Yes, but... I mean, do you guys have anything to say about the Pistons that's even significant? No, I, mean, I, could, I couldn't agree more. I mean, yeah. they're going to do what they're going to do. They're going to lose in the first round. I, I think they'll get a game. But Maybe. It's to the point, though, where you just you can't root for them to lose anymore. Exactly. True. Well, Jinx. Jinx, you owe me a soda. Or a beer. <laughs> um, or a beer. <laughs> nice, honey. Yeah, no, you're at that point. Because when they were losing, I was totally rooting for them to lose. But no, they're not. Eh. Mm-hmm. Whatever. All right, mm-hmm. we move on. Let's, we're going to see a playoff series, and I'm going with Buckley. Yep, definitely. And, man, Buckle Up and Chill just did what? Like an hour and a fucking half pod. It's a good one. It's a good one. And what was it? Like 42 minutes? Oh, that's solid. Share Damn. this episode. You'll get an entry into the Uber giveaway. Yeah, go back over the giveaway, please. So it's... Thirty dollar giveaway. If you Uber gift card. If you like it on Instagram, retweet it on Twitter, uh, like it on uh, SoundCloud. Anything, anything you do, you pretty much subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or anything, and you'll get another entry. You can get up to like five entries, and we'll give away the thirty dollar Uber gift card. Definitely. I'm sorry, I'm in shock. Quite understand what most insane ones I've ever seen, but seriously. Man, those jer- Follow I- us, Buck and Jill on Twitter. You know, subscribe, Apple Pods, what is else? Uh, Google Play, what's that? SoundCloud, Buck Club and Jill. Instagram, Twitter. Make yeah. sure you give uh, really good reviews about today's guests. Yep. Thank <laughs> you once ass. again. Selfish ass motherfucker. <laughs> me, and, me and Joey, we came in here. Yeah, had a great had a had a great time with Sean. Uh, if you want to get in the giveaway, though, st- Sean, what are the stipulations getting to the giveaway? Just uh, be following us, follow us, and, uh, and you gotta at least like the follow us or subscribe to us, and then uh, you know give a review. Support like, these guys, anything, man. You know, you yeah. Support these guys; they're grinding their asses off. Fuck yeah. So, wow, an hour and a half pod, Shawnee. Hour and a half pod. And we got some thanks to Chili Winners. Oh, yeah. Shout out Chili Winners. Only Chili Winners. Only Chili Winners on Instagram and Twitter. And then what is Cold Shooter Photography? Shout that out. Josh Chilcott, up and coming rapper, did all the artwork. Motherfucker spent how much time? Shawnee spent a lot of time on that. Our logo is sick now. Shout out coming out. 420, smoke them if you got them. Definitely. So, uh,. Damn, hour and a fucking half. Buckle up and chill. Thank you guys for having me. And, uh, yes, of course, anytime you want, buddy. Can't wait to be back. And do not forget, apply for that uh, Uber $30 gift card because I don't want my listeners driving drunk, period. And Young Joberson, a pleasure, my friend. An absolute pleasure. Thank you, boys. An absolute pleasure. Thank you, boys.